And you're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it is time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have back? Who are you? Kevin James Howes. A.K.A.? A.K.A. Salmon Gang. A.K.A.? A.K.A. Kareem. A.K.A.? The Better Enemy. A.K.A. Cipriano. A.K.A. Cipriano. Welcome back to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You were here a couple weeks ago and you are back. <laughs> Flashback, acid trip. Uh, bringing out all your favorites to play. Yeah, and thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for bringing these records all the way to CITR Radio. Now, right off the bat, GP, general, uh, GP as you call them, and general public, rare <laughs> B-side. Could you please explain Picture Disc? Well, yeah, this is a, a Picture Disc of general public. Now, general public, for those who haven't heard, um, is the name of my night, my DJ night at the Lido. I co-opted it from one of my favorite bands, General Public, which is Dave Wakeling and Ranking Roger from the English Beat. So after the English Beat split, we had the rhythm section, went on to form Fine Young Cannibals, and the two singers, Dave and Roger, uh, started General Public. We know them for tenderness. We know and love them for tenderness, which is an early music video that I grooved on as a kid in the early 80s. So, yeah, a big respect to Dave Wakeling and Ranking Roger. And that was on Picture Disc. A Picture Disc, a vinyl. Like, they have a vinyl record. This is a seven-inch single. If you look at it, it's like a, it's a picture on the record, if you can believe that. Is there anybody new repping General Public? Uh, Cipriano. You are the only one. You are keeping the spirit of general public alive. But believe it or not, <laughs> it was general public that got me involved with CITR Radio. In what way? How's that? Well, the guy that I knew that knew James Bell, a friend of yours, loved the two guys from the English Beat, and they backed up UB40. And it was the day that CITR had a beer garden, a bzzz <laughs> garden, and I went to the bzzz garden that CITR had, got the CITR membership form, and the rest is history. I lasted two days. That was in 1986. Wow. On my second day of university. <laughs> so it's general public that got me involved with CITR. Yeah, a lot of flashbacks. That's fantastic. Was that a good era of general public? Was that the tour that's, when they were backing up that's, UB40? That's probably the end of, of their era. They had two albums, um, All the Rage and Hand to Mouth, and that was around that era that you're talking about, and that was it. It was uh, it was over by then. Um, subsequently, Ranking Roger did a pretty rad record called Radical Departure, and uh, I know a song called So Excited was featured on 21 Jump Street. You can, like, Google that, uh, S-H-I, uh, whatever the, uh, the last letter of the word I was going to say is. And, you know, there's tons of stuff, you know. There's, these guys are still making music today. You really repped them so hard. Oh, I love them so much. The English beat to me, like, growing up in high school, I'm in grade 9 with my Walkman on. Um, going on a school field trip, just, like, cranking the English beat. And, like, you know, I have hearing damage to prove, to prove that. And... Um, no, I still love to dance to the English beat. <laughs> They're great, man. And we did mention this a little while back, the third time that you won the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Show, and we're speaking to Cipriano, Native North American, got a Grammy nod. Not a Polaris, but Cam Dales got a Polaris nomination for Dan Megan nomination regarding, I think, packaging. But you had a 216 Grammy for Best Historical Album? Well, um... Nomination. Yeah, nomination. Um, Nard, this Thursday, this coming Thursday, myself, Cipriano, uh, you know, Kevin Howes, uh, and 
one of my best friends, the stuntman, a.k.a. Greg Mindorf, who is the audio engineer. Who He runs Sweet Sound Labs in East Vancouver in the ARC building. He did all the audio restoration for Native North America. So through this best historical recording category, it, it honors the project, obviously. So big respect to all of the artists, the 23 artists and groups featured on Native North America. It honors myself as the producer and Greg, uh, the stuntman, as the audio engineer. So Greg and I are going to be representing the project. We're going down to L.A. on Thursday for the Grammys on the, the following Monday. And we'll be sitting there in our finest. We, we just both got kitted up with new suits, and we're going to be looking the best that we can, and we're going to be carrying the love and respect and strength of the artists in our hearts, and we'll be, you know, celebrating. Uh, so look for you on the live stream. On the live stream. This is a, t- a non-televised award, so don't get it twisted, but... I appreciate everyone's support. Everyone's been really encouraging. It's actually been a bit overwhelming, all the positive support we've received for this uh, uh, nomination for Native North America. It's a project that I put together for over five years, and it came out on Light in the Attic Records in November of 2014, and it's still rolling. Who are you up against? I know I asked this before, but yeah. who are you up against? You know, I haven't really been paying too close attention, but the only artist album that I know we are up against is a Bob Dylan and the band Basement Tapes. And I guess it sort of ties into like the next record I'm going to play as well um, in, in that there's a fellow Rob Dayton, Robert Dayton, the Canadian romantic. So I want to give big love to Robert Dayton if he's out there listening. And even if he's not, hopefully he'll check it out on the stream. But um, Robert is friends with myself and also a fellow named Jan Haust from Toronto and he's up for the same award so Robert has two friends that are nominated in the same category in the Grammys this year for for Jan for his work on this Bob Dylan and the band Basement Tapes like the the full um, the full Basement Tapes whatever came out in the 70s and 80s wasn't good enough there's more it's very historic obviously no disrespect I love I love the band and and Bob Dylan but, you know, that's who we're up against, basically. There's a few other people, but I haven't been paying attention. This is a whole other arena, awards and all this type of stuff. It's not my world. I do, I, I'm in the world of music. Are you going to go down to Amoeba Records at all? In yeah, Los in Hollywood. This is one of my favorite record stores. Yeah, Amoeba. Big shout out to Amoeba. They, when I was there, like last year in October, they're carrying Native North America. They had it racked. They uh, they even Instagrammed it, which was fantastic. A really good friend of mine who I played his music on on the last show a couple weeks ago, Seekers International. They've been supporting his music. They had it racked in in the Hollywood Amoeba. This is one of the best record stores in the world. Probably on par to me to like Tokyo. Um, Tower Records, you know, for a mainstream record Did store. Did you find anything for Native North American Volume 1 from Amoeba? No, none whatsoever. <laughs> How about Native North American Volume 2? Do you have anything to do with that? I'm acting as a consultant. I pitched this uh, idea of Native North America to light in the Attic Records as a series, an unfolding thing, um, so that it could, you know, extend into the United States and Mexico, Greenland even. So I think these things will be happening. But, you know, my area of research and what I really focus in on is, is Canada. So uh, I, w- I did Volume 1, and we're, I'm letting the label sort of take the reins on Volume 2 while I'm working on a Willie Dunn anthology and a lot of other things that I have going on as well. Thank you so much as well for the promo, Bill Cole, a bit of promo for yeah. the Nardwar, the Human <laughs> Serviette radio show. And all these records have been personally brought all the way on vinyl. On Vinyl by Cipriano. Now we have Bill Cole coming up. What about Bill Cole? 
Okay, I'm holding a record in my hands, and if you want to see what the album cover looks like, you can go to my blog at Voluntary in Nature, or you can go to Salmon Gang Instagram, and uh, you'll see this album cover, uh, Bill Cole, The Many Sides of Bill Cole. So Bill Cole, was uh, he's unfortunately passed away, but if we look at the cover, there's all these little pictures of Bill Cole, and it says under next to each picture, it says, there's a picture of Bill Cole, writer, director. In the director sh- picture, he's eating a pear right from the tree. Bill Cole, actor. Bill Cole, raconteur. Bill Cole, lover. Bill Cole, singer. Bill Cole, musician. Bill Cole, poet. So like the many sides of Bill Cole, this was a renaissance man, clearly. And this was pressed on the local imprint, uh, an independent private press imprint, Rada Records, who would... From Burnaby. From Burnaby. Who they bootlegged. Who, oh, I didn't know that. They did a lot of bootlegs. The Surf Riders, I think they bootlegged a California band. Right on. Well, hey. And they also did like the Crazy People <laughs> record as well. Yeah. The Rado be- Records. Yeah, the yeah. Bedlam. Yeah, like, but Robert Rado, R- loves. Yeah, Rado was, yeah, Rado was notorious. They put out a lot of school bands, choirs, like anyone that came to them with a record they wanted to have pressed, even if it was a bootleg, they would press it up. So on the back of the record, it says, there are many sides to Bill Cole, a critically acclaimed Canadian singer, actor, and director, etc., etc. So this is, you know, a taste of one of the sides of Bill Cole. It's a song called Pity You, Pity Me. On the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show with special guest DJ Cipriano. Pity me, pity you, 
I love the sounds and feelings of Halloween. Be ghosts for me. Now sound like wicked witches. Make noises like Halloween cats prowling in the night. Now think of your favorite Halloween spooky sound and make it. Wow, you're going to give me raven bumps. Listen to the music I'm going to play. Move around slowly and think of Halloween. It is a scary season with so many different shapes. Make yourself ugly. Now make yourself into a huge giant with great big eyes. Take giant steps. and scrunch up your face. It's so hard to walk. Use a stick to lean on. Now get down on your hands and knees and be a black cat. Move like one. And can you sound like one? Change yourself into a witch and fly all around on your broom. Cackle. <laughs> and stir your big cauldron. Don't forget to pet your favorite cat and give someone the evil eye. Change a boy right into a frog. And now, be any Halloween character you wish and dance just like the music makes you feel. Oh, you frightened me, Ramona. That is you, isn't it? What on earth have you got over your head? It's me, it's me. I made a paper bag mask to wear. Guess what I am? Hmm. Well, you cut out two holes for eyes, and you've got kinky wool pasted on for hair. You also have a big nose and a smiling mouth. Actually, you just look like a happy face. Right, I'm a people. Why don't you make a raven mask, Doreen? Oh, boy. But I could cut out big black feathers and put them all over my bag. Then I'd have to make a beak. Squawk! I'm a raven. That's not a raven, Squawk. Listen to me. Well, I certainly can do better. How's this, Ramona? Hopeless, hopeless. You are hopeless. You know, Doreen, ravens can make all sorts of noises. Listen to this. Cheater, cheater, you garbage eater. You didn't make those noises, Ramona. Okay, okay, it wasn't me. I've been around people so long that I almost forget what a raven sounds like. Do you think that just maybe you could teach us how to do a few squawks? Okay, how about a happy one? Try that. Oh boy, oh. 
Do you think we can teach her how to do a raven squawk? How about a sad one? That's too much. Let's try one last one. Since it's Halloween, how about a wild squawk? You don't sound too wild, but you look wild, and so do I. Want to dance around? We are the wild things, proud and free. We can be anything we want to be. We can do anything we want to do. We are the wild things. Don't you wish you were one too? Oh, hi, Lauren. You look like a wild thing with your mask on. You'd feel like one, too, if you had a green and yellow monster sitting on your toes. I'm being swallowed by a green and yellow monster. I'm being swallowed by a green and yellow monster. I'm being swallowed by a green and yellow monster, and I don't like it very much. Oh, no, he's up to my toes. Oh, me, he's up to my knee. Oh, my, he's up to my thigh. Oh, fiddle, he's up to my middle. Oh, heck, he's up to my neck. Oh, dread, he's up to my... What fun Halloween is. Hey, Lorne, where are you? Lorne? Lorne? Oh, 
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, with special guest DJ... Cipriano. Who has brought all the records kindly in to CITR, to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, in person today. And what did we just hear right now? We just heard Purple by The Young Folk 72 on Edmar Records. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Dot. <laughs> no more information on that one. Well, basically, Edmar Records is a, it's an interesting label. I've been collecting it for years. Uh, they primarily put out a lot of Caribbean records. I think it was based in um, possibly the Bahamas. Oh, pardon me, Ber- Bermuda. So it's a... A record label with they put out a lot of Caribbean uh, tourist holiday type records, calypsos and mento records, but they put out this sort of folk psych album called The Young Folk Seventy Two. It's just a bunch of groovy looking kids with guitars on the cover, and I really like that track, Purple. I, I like the color too. Any Canadian connection? I, I believe it is. I believe there is a Canadian collect- connection, and it, this label. Uh, Edmar was distributed by Caravan Record Sales out of Mount Albert, Ontario. They also put out some Canadian countries. So in my mind, there's a Canadian connection. It might be tenuous at that. And before that, Ramona the Raven on the CBC, a very Canadian record label? Yeah, CBC Northern Service Broadcast Recording. So in the 60s and 70s and into the 80s, as we've discussed before, the CBC had a mandate to record Canadian talent. There was a budget in the CBC to record Canadian talent. So they would record Indigenous artists, and that's where some of the recordings from Native North America originated. They also recorded incredible singer-songwriters, folk psychedelic artists like Perth County Conspiracy and Beverly Copeland, um, jazz artists. There's a great history of jazz. So this Ramona the Raven is a children's record. It has a sticker on it. I guess it was from a music library at one point. It says children. And Ramona the Raven. So it's a lot of northern stories. And we heard watch and beware. How many of those were pressed? uh, Really small numbers. I'd say anywhere from 100 to 500. This was a record that likely wasn't sold in stores. It was just for broadcast play. So they'd they'd press a limited number of copies. And they'd send them out to, to CBC radio stations across the country and all the affiliates around the world. Nice cover. It's got a great cover. It's a picture of, um, maybe I can put this on my Instagram too. Actually, I think it might be up there already. It's a, someone dressed up as a raven and, and a young girl as a, a little bird and a, and a woman there who I think that's Doreen Redshaw as herself, as it says on the back of the record. This is from the mid-70s, and it's, it was a Halloween thing, you know? Watch and beware Halloween, sort of teaching the kids to be safe at Halloween, you know? And before that, down home with sounds from the Long Lake. Sounds from the Long Lake with down home. Yeah, this is a record I love. I actually have two copies of this. And uh, going back to Robert Dayton, I bought a, an art. He's an artist as well as a comedian, an actor, et cetera, et cetera. Another one of these Renaissance men like Bill Cole, and and even even like myself. But um, <laughs> anyways, I, on my travels. Uh, I found this record, and uh, I store a, an art, a piece of art that I bought from Robert Dayton of a mask, a monster mask, and I store it in my second copy of this record. It's a school band record from uh, the province of Saskatchewan. Uh, you know, the picture on the cover of the record is just like maybe like 50 kids wearing like paisley shirts and stuff sitting on chairs in the gymnasium, and, and they made a heck of a racket on that song, song Down Home. I really dig it. Who was the first punk rock aboriginal band? Ah, oh, geez. Well, I don't know. Ex- I don't know exactly. That's a difficult question. But I have seen 
the media refer to Sugluck as uh, a punk band, which is really inaccurate. They're a rock and roll band. So who was the first punk rock Aboriginal band? That's and what a, year? And do you have it? That's maybe a question for the listeners. I'd like to find out myself. I'm not sure exactly. You know, I know a lot about Canadian music, but I definitely do not know everything. We're always learning. So this is part of the journey that do we're on. Do you have on. any Aboriginal punk rock? I have a record from Winnipeg on a seven-inch single that veers into a bit of that direction, but the name sort of escaped me right now, but it's got a picture sleeve and a, a, a rad dude in, in Winnipeg, Kinetic, hooked me up with that one, but I'm slipping on the name right now, Nard. Sorry about that. And you are Cipriano, who's always dancing? Yeah, I love dancing. Well, dancing makes us feel free. We can express ourselves, and, and I like dancing to music. When I hear music, it makes me want to move my body, and, and just... Uh, to the music that I'm hearing. And it doesn't have to be music that I've known or music that I love, but it's called it interpretive dancing in a way. And so when I do my DJing, I like to play a lot of obscure music and maybe even music that people don't even know. When do you know. do your DJing? You mentioned general yeah. public. Yeah, general public is just like a night that I have. I call it general public. Where? You know? It could be called um, at the Billboard? anything else. No, I do it at the Lido. The Lido's my local bar, and I want a big, big shout out to Matt and Kim and all the lovely staff at the Lido, the bartenders, and everyone that works at the Lido. Fantastic people. They put on events most nights of the week. They have DJs or bands, and, and there's never a cover charge ever. This is my neighborhood bar, so they let me come, come down and do my thing. But I encourage dancing at my nights and hope that people can just sort of like, you know, let go of any preconceived notions and just move to music, like maybe even if they haven't heard it. It does have a beat, you know, so, you know, start with your toes, tap them, and then go upwards and see what happens. John Bradbury from the specials, he died the same time as Lemmy? Yeah, he did, within probably a few days, and it's, we know, we've been losing musicians left, right, and center. We just lost Maurice from Earth, uh, Wind and Fire, and it's just, uh, you know, I was talking to my friend Ryan Belaski at Live Nation about this uh, with the passing of David Bowie as well, and it just seems like over the, you know, and this is really funny, Nard, because, like, Doing the show the last time, you know, it was like, my friend James Bell, he passed away, he committed suicide. My friend Ty, he passed away, he died from cancer. We talked about all these musicians. Arthur Lee, he passed away. It was just like, by the end of the show, it was starting to get really depressed. Like, oh, we've been talking about death for an hour. But that's a part of music. And all these artists that we know and love from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, they're all getting older. And, and unfortunately, we're losing a lot of them right now. So I want to give a big shout out to the music makers and, and to just, you know, connect with the ones that are still alive. That's part of my work in, in reaching out to these artists and thanking them. You know, it's, it's all part of it. But I want to focus on life and celebration you know it's a cycle John Bradbury though John yeah, Bradbury well, yeah well, he, well, we're trying Prince not to talk Grimshaw. about death anymore no John Bradbury is one of the best drummers of any genre to ever exist if you listen to the, he had he it was called his style of drumming that he coined I think was called attack drumming he was a boxer and he would just attack the kid he's playing a lot of reggae rhythms and punk rock rhythms so if you listen to that first specials album the self-titled specials on chrysalis or on two-tone in England um, just listen to the man's drumming and I had the opportunity I was blessed to hear him a couple times live I actually even got one of his drumsticks he gave me one of his drumsticks in 1994 at the Commodore at the Skavuvi tour which was an incredible show it had special beat selector scatolites toasters and this is a, this was a great who was in the special beat the special beat had like Ranking Roger 
um, from the English Beat and from General Public. You know, we keep talking about General Public. It had uh, Neville Staples from the Specials. It had John Bradbury at the time, the drummer from the Specials. So it was a combination of the English Beat members and the Specials members. And, and the Special Beat. Special Beat. And I think they opened up for Sting around that era in the early mid-90s. So they got a bit of action, but it was mostly like a revival thing. They were playing all the old hits from back in the day. You love Blitz still. Blitz! You almost played some Blitz, or we could still we, play some Blitz. We could play Blitz. Blitz. It's maybe like outside of the CanCon style, but like, yeah, I, lo- I love music from all around the world. Blitz is a really cool band, but I got into them actually through their later stuff. What happened, like Blitz started out as like a punk band, or uh, some people call it Oi, the music they were playing. And then in maybe like the early 80s, they splintered into two factions, and one of which was more on the uh, Joy Division synth sort of, synth pop sort of style things they did a record called uh, second empire justice which i adore and it's like if you like joy division if you like early 80s electronic like post-punk stuff check out blitz second 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 empire justice i think is the name of the album it's incredible so yeah i just recently picked up at red cat records big shout out to red cat and neptune i was there earlier at pinhole printing with johnny decorsi big love getting some t-shirts printed up um, yeah, just support your independent record stores. But I bought this at Red Cat, The Blitz, their first single, and it has a, a great song. It's really like, you know, it pump it pumps you up, man. It's like punk rock. You're a punk rocker, right, Nard, or what? The Spirit of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, The Spirit of Christmas, Bob Bryden. Hello. Christmas is one of the best groups from Canada, I would say, like in the psychedelic rock and getting into the progressive era and that that album that you mentioned there uh, lies to live by is or spirit of christmas that's um they're just great progressive rock music uh, i don't want a lot of records like i don't have a want people you go into a record store like cipriano kevin like like hooray yeah do you have because yeah. they, they think i'm going to spend some money but usually that doesn't happen but anyway they, they say do you have a want list is there anything that you want and um there's only one or two records that i actually really want and one of which is the first christmas album on the Paragon record label. It's self-titled. My guru, Ty Scammell, used to have it back in the day, and it's an incredible, it's probably my favorite Canadian psychedelic have record. Have you seen it? I've seen it a couple times in person. Uh, if you, It never comes up for sale, or if it does online, it goes into like the thousand, over a thousand dollars, which I can't afford. It's astronomical. You know, I'm all about the music, so I have, a bo- I have a bootleg reissue of it. I have the CD, and I'm happy with that. I'm happy to watch it on YouTube. I'm obsessed. Is anyone else there obsessed with YouTube? Like, come on, it has everything. Why do we even need records anymore? Just like watch YouTube, and they have the interviews, you know? So what's the number two want list? Um, a single by a group called It's All Meat from Toronto. Feel it, Feel it man, yeah. And, I, and it, came with a, it came with a picture sleeve. Honestly, I don't even care about the picture sleeve. The I picture just w- sleeve is a naked lady. Not on that one. Oh. It's a man with his arms and, oh, a, okay. and a cloak. It's it's almost as enticing. But um, what am I saying? No way. Um, but um, it's a great garage punk single from, from Toronto from the early 70s, late 60s. Uh, feel it. I want it just to DJ. Like, I do a lot of DJing. I'll play at the Commodore playing between bands. You can bands go to garagehangover.com, and you have the okay. acetate of that. Oh, wow. I didn't know the that. The acetate of feel it, I but, think. But what do you do? You t- can you touch Nick it? Nick Warburton did the whole story on them. Uh, Warburton. Do you know him? I've heard the name. Yeah, he must be doing a lot of work. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And there's not a lot of people like writing about It's All Meat. So big props to Nick Warburton. You're still a mod, though. Paul Weller. Paul Weller. Yeah, that's somebody just, I was talking to my friend Paul Cahayas, who was Ty Scammell's helper. Ty Scammell selling records out of the Red Barn flea market. A lot of people knew this guy at Main and Terminal. He said to me today, you're, you're a mod. Like, 
Okay, my hair is the lo- as long as it's ever been in my life, but I still wear, I put on a parka from time to time. Jay Gunzik gave me my parka, an original, um, you know, American Army parka like the mods were in the 60s. So, yeah, no, I, I'm a hippie. And Paul still got it? Yeah, he's, still, oh, he's still got it. Oh, my God, this man is, he must be approaching, he's probably in his 60s. The guy looks like he's an ace face till death. He looks incredible. Oh, my God, this man is a style icon. Did they do much jam? He did a couple. He did a couple jam songs, and he did some great style council material, which I was really chuffed about. You know, that was a great show. Long hot summer. He played it, and I was like, me and my friend Commandy were like, props Commandy. We were like dancing, like lunatics. Did he notice you? Not likely. <laughs> and right now with Cipriano, we have Harold Afternoon Magic. What can I say about Harold? Well, we all need a little afternoon delight, you know, and it's a gray day today, so we're going to go into a folk psych zone with this one. This is a Canadian group from Ontario, and they cut this one single called Afternoon Delight, and, and it is a delight to me when I listen to it. Personally curated by Cipriano for the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, i.e. he brought them all the way out. Here is Harold. <laughs> By dreaming of bottles of orange and wine Are you aware of the passage of time Through your days Afternoon magic is taking me back Bringing me echoes of smiles that I lack I'll follow the trail from the sand in my path Find the way Magic is born as the afternoon fades Magic will last for a number of days The right shade of yellow has turned back the years Vague words and faces are once again clear My ears are amazed at the words that they hear Ten years old Afternoon magic has taken me back Brought me the smiles and the laughter I lack The present is grey and the future is black they're not here The grown-ups are giants The ceilings, the sky The magic's not real But then neither am I The trees are alive And they're smiling at you Stories of witches and goblins are true Maybe you're four and maybe you're two And maybe the magic is working on you Hello. 
You're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with special guest DJ S I P R E A N O. Cipriano, who has brought out his entire collection, is what we're here <laughs> during general public. Your night at the Lido, and oh. what night is it? Yeah, it's 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 ran. It's whenever I whenever I want to do it. So I I just did one, but I might not do it for another couple months. So if you see the, I make posters. Uh, I make a small run of uh, posters for this event, and I put them at Budgie's. Who does your posters? Because they're very good. I make them myself, and um, I I put them around at Budgie's Burritos. Shout out to Macy. I put them at the local record stores, Dandelion and Neptune and Red Cat. 
And I just make around like the last one I only made 12. I usually make 23 and I put them on poster stock, put them around town and I plaster them at the Lido. They're kind enough to let me put them up there to help promote the night. There's no cover. It's free. So it's just if you see the general public logo around the Lido, the Lido is at St. George and Broadway right across from Kim's Mart, which is a fantastic Korean grocery store. I recommend their hot potatoes. We heard an unknown Chinese record. Yeah, this is something I found. A 10-inch. Yeah, 10-inch vinyl. Uh, it's on a record label called Lucky Records, and the rest is in Chinese, so I don't know who this artist is. It's uh, it's incredible. It's just um, beautiful instrumental music uh, made by a Chinese artist, and I'd like to know more about it. I have to ask a friend, you know, what does this, what does this say? I'll bring it to, to Eric Leung at uh, HK Barbecue Master in Richmond and see if he can recognize any of the, the fonts here. You know all the great restaurants, though. Oh, it's you? something I'm very passionate about, you know, and, like, anyone wants to hit up some spots. I like cheap and cheerful spots, you know. There's, I like food, you know, definitely. And cheap and cheerful, though, you know, good quality food at a low price. And I really like, you know, to explore Chinese, Vietnamese, and Japanese food. We have so many restaurants. What so. have you hit up in the past couple of days or weeks or since the last visit here on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show? Well, I think, like, I was a little bit depleted and malnourished after the last set, so I went to a place that I like on campus. Street called Roti Kitchen for a, a mixed veg korma roti, medium to hot spice levels. So it has a bit of kick to it, but it doesn't overpower for my palate. I like spicy food. Um, I've been to Unlock with the Stuntman. Uh, that's on Hastings Street by Victoria. I go to HK Barbecue every other week, definitely. I had a great meal at Au Petit Cafe with my friend Amanda. Um, Last weekend, that's a great Vietnamese place on Main Street. So there's like, oh, man, I can go on and on and on. Don't even get me started, Narwar. Thank you for bringing out the food recommendations and the records. And you also played some Milton Deluge, theme from Under the Sea. And interestingly enough, that is your dad's record? Yeah, like I was just saying, it's like, you know, I, I, I questioned, you know, like, why am I so crazy? Like, why am I into all this, like, bizarre stuff? You know, psychedelic music, folk music, soul, funk music. And, like, you know, and I have to thank my parents in a way because this record, this Monsters, Monsters, Mummies, and Other TV Fiends was something I grew up with in my household. And I, I think about TV shows that I watch, like The Hilarious House of Frightenstein, um, props to Billy Van. And I think about Harrigan. And I think about, you know... Harrigan! Yeah. <laughs> H-E-double-it-R-D-A-N! Yeah, it's Harry. I thought again. I was the only person to remember that. No, but like if you watch it on YouTube, Nard, and you will see like it is like it's more psychedelic than the Jefferson Airplane. You know what I mean? And like and it, and then I wonder why. I wonder why, like, you know, I am the way I am. I, I was informed by all this madness that was around in the 60s and 70s, and I grew up with it. So big shout-out to Dennis Howes, my father. He's out in Maple Ridge. I love you so much. And uh, and thanks for having this record with the uh, the theme for the creature from under the sea, you know, in the in the in Not the a cabinet. Canadian. No, this is a, an American record, and uh, it's a beautiful copy. I got an upgrade copy down at the Light in the Attic block party last year in Seattle. There was a local Seattle vendor that was selling records, still in shrink wrap. It's something I dig, you know, S. S still in shrink and uh, uh, picked up this mono copy, you know, and we heard it. And before that, Sir Winston Churchill High School with Funky Soup. Yeah, this is crazy record. Funky Soup. Does anyone know Sir Winston Churchill? This is a local school. It's not too far from here. I think it's actually closer to here than where I live. And that's not even very far, but a song called Funky Soup. Sir Winston Churchill Stage Band had two records. This is the first. It came in a paper sleeve. It didn't even have like a proper record cover. They were so cheap. 
and it had a picture. So this copy didn't have the picture, but uh, my friend Brooks gave it to me. We were digging out in Poco at the Salvation Army, and my friend Brooks is like, you know, do you want this? And I was like, yeah, thanks, man. And and uh, so I want a big shout out, Brooks Norman, for hooking me up with the funky soup. And it had been comped before? Yeah, this record, to my knowledge, it was bootlegged by an uh, American record label who put out a compilation of school band records. And I'm like, there's no way they cleared it because I don't even think they knew it was Canadian. They, they were calling it an American school band record, but I knew about it because I'm from Vancouver. Is there any indication that there is a Canadian connection to that record? Yeah, very On much. On that record? Yeah, yeah. Well, so like, yeah, they would have known no, it was Canadian? No, no, they wouldn't, but I would because I can see through things. But on the actual vinyl? Yeah, well, it says this, Nardwar. The Sir Winston Churchill Stage Band. And I have another record by them, and it's from Vancouver. But there's something here, another hint, that only a hardcore maniac like myself would know. It says, an ensemble custom production. Oh. Does that ring any bells, people? No. Well, it does to me. Like, and that's how much of a loser I am. because <laughs> an, an ensemble custom production was a local uh, private press vanity sort of pressing plant label that they put out school band records and choir records and religious records. Some of these are some of the, like, the hardcore minutia details that I've picked up in my journey, which helped me be the music historian that I am today. And you are Cipriano, who has brought your entire collection out to CITR Radio, all vinyl. Yeah, and it's really heavy. Thanks a lot for that. Five Minute Drive, Gino Vanelli, love of my life. You love the Gino, right? Oh, Gino is one of my number one artists. Yeah, Gino Vanelli, love of my life. I have a what I'm working on. I was just joking with Ben and Josh over at Neptune earlier that I'm I'm assembling a Gino Vanelli white label press uh, collection. And a white label is like a promo pressing, like the first pressing of a record. Usually in the 60s and 70s came out on these white label promo things. So I'm amassing a seven inch and LP Gino Vanelli white label collection. And any friend of mine will know my love of Gino Vanelli. So I, I actually had the chance to see him a few year, years ago at the Hard Rock Casino out in Coquitlam with Josh Wells from Black Mountain, uh, who, another Gino Vanelli fan. And we had a blast. We wore suits and we, we, we hung out with all the 50 to 60 year old women. And, and then a few long hairs, like headbangers were at this concert as well. I think because Gino always was known for his sort of jazz funk fusion backing bands. So you probably got some, some long hair music school students out there too. So it was a really cool crowd. What a, what a trip it was. But Gino's in fine voice. He obviously treated himself very well over the years. This is one of my dream interviews. I know you've been chasing like Kanye West. I'm chasing Gino Vanelli. What was early jerk like a bomb? Oh, like the, they were incredible. The the tail end especially because they turned into yeah, Black Mountain. Yeah, right? as Jerk with the Bomb was sort of trans transitioning into. And why didn't Jerk with the Bomb work? You know, Steve McBean or Josh would know the answer. They were they were Jerk with the Bomb, but then later Amber Weber uh, came into the mix, and there was a fellow named Christoph Hoffmeister that was playing as well. He's playing Fender Rhodes and and different things, bass, I believe. Um, so Black Mar Mountain sort of formed out of the ashes of Jerk with the Bomb. I was at the first gig where they unveiled the name Black Mountain. They had a huge backdrop banner painted up, a hand-painted sign. It was fantastic. It was at Pat's Pub, and uh, I was under the influence of a few different things. And just, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget get those days that, that's you know going back to around 10 11 12 years ago now so time flies but black mountain have a new album coming out on april fool's day if you can believe that that ain't no joke jerk with a bomb early jerk with a bomb yeah well they existed yeah there was a group and they put out records on scratch records which i know some of the listeners out there will know scratch records keith perry etc you're always repping maestro fresh west and doug randall 
Yeah, well, mice, you know, Maestro Fresh West is a huge inspiration to me, especially growing up in and outside of Toronto and, and hearing and loving rap music. You, you got to love the Maestro, you know, Let Your Backbone Slide and, and Black Tie Affair, nothing at all. These are songs that inform my aesthetic and my interest in, in the... He div- sampled the in, Mohawks, the champ. Yeah, he did. Yeah, probably. Was he the first person... To sample that, not really. One of the, fir- the probably the first uses I heard of it, and that was a huge record for me. And going back to James Bell, he actually bought me a copy in England. He would go to England to buy records, so, like reggae records, and I would say, James, you got to b- pick me up a copy of the the Mohawks, the Champ, and it came out on the Pama label in England, which was primarily a reggae label, but they put out some soul and funk records. They put out the Champ. He came home with a promo copy, a small hole promo copy with a sticker on it um, on the Pama label, and I still have it to this day. It's one of my most treasured records. How about Marley on Tough Gong? Did I see you have some Marley on Tough Gong? Yeah, I have a Bob Marley on the Tough Gong label. Yeah, I got I got a great 7-inch. Uh, I've been collecting Jamaican records for like 20 years, so I have quite a few. Yeah, I love it. Much respect. And going back to Doug Randall as well, this is a, a very close friend of mine. He passed away a few years ago, but we re-reissued re, re his album, Songs for the New Industrial State. Robert Dayton's also a huge Doug Randall fan. Um, he made this record for CBC, and it was just one of these records that just fell to the wayside. Didn't sell a lot, but we reissued it, and we got. When to you be, say we, that's Light in the Attic. Yeah, with Light in the Attic and records, and you've done thirty records. Yeah, we've Light collaborated on around thirty Can album projects at this point. Yeah, six albums in the Jamaica to Toronto series, two, two um, Rodriguez records, Doug Randall. Our lives are shaped. Our lives are shaped by what we love. The Motown's Mo West story, um, Xinjiang Hian, uh, three Thin Lizzy records. Um, you know, Native North America. Uh, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Henry's Records, you always shout them out, don't you? Oh, you have to give a big shout out to Henry in Toronto, in Scarborough, actually. This is a this is a Henry Marks. He's a, a fellow from Jamaica that came to Canada in the probably the early 70s, late 60s. And he owns a record warehouse in Scarborough that caters to a lot of DJs and a lot of older Jamaican people that are interested in exploring the Caribbean music. And right now, we're going to kick over to Quebec, to some Christine Chartrand. Yeah, and let me uh, let me cue this up as well. And maybe it's a good time. Nard, do you want to put the call out for the Skull Skates? Uh, there's a, an event at Skull Skates happening and if anyone's interested in attending a concert at the Smiling Buddha Cabaret. Which is 109 East Hastings? Yeah. I think. That's coming up. But yeah, don't, you know, we've got... That's f- tomorrow night. That's, yeah. We have some tickets. 822-2487-604-822-2487-604-822-2487-604-UBC-CITR. That's that's C-I-T-R. If you would like to win some free tickets to go see... Who are you? Be, um, as the uh, skates, skull skates, right? The skull skates anniversary tomorrow night. Just phone that number 604 822 247 604 UBC CITR. And right now we have some Quebecois garage rock. What can you say about this Quebecois garage rock that we have all queued up, ready to go? Is this comped? I can say that it's. Not comped, and I can say that it's very good, but I can also say, find out for yourself and let us know what you think. Here we have Christine Chartrand on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show, 604-822-247, 604-UBC-CITR, personally created by Cipriano. Je 
You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, with special guest DJ Bon Jovi Cipriano, who has brought all his records, all your records. No, yeah, you've been saying that all show, and you know, and I, and I, you told me to bring all my records, so I brought all my records. I have like three or four helpers. There's like 25 boxes here at the CATR office, and we've only been able to play like 10 records. And this was a very, very, very example that was showing a lot about Cipriano's knowledge of Canadian rock. This was 22 reporting from 1969, and you think this was Canadian by The Mission. Yeah, the group's called The Mission, and and there was a group called The Mission, Eddie Spencer and The Mission. Eddie Spencer was a Jamaican-Canadian soul singer. He was backed by a group called The Mission, and this record is by The Mission. I think this may have been the backing band. It has a, a, a quality records uh, catalog number. This Which is, you're loath to give out. Well, the, no, I, I don't mind saying it. It's a QCS 1001. So that indicates 
Canadian content uh, to, to me in my years of expertise. But I'd like to know more about this group. I think it's a great sort of thinking about, you know, the environment. And it has a bit, you know, you mentioned on, while we were listening to it, it has a bit of a Neil Young sort of tone in the voice. And you're not sure where you got it. Actually, no, I, I do. It just came to me. I got this record from a, a local record dealer. I want to give a big shout out to Citizen Freak. Who has a great YouTube channel, right? Yeah, but it's a di- no. That's oh. a different. No, a, that's a different citizen freak, and I know that fellow as well. This is a this is Rick Citizen Freak. And before that, we heard Montgomery with Marilyn Avenue from Vancouver. Yeah, this is this record came out on the Sixth Avenue label, uh, 1969. Montgomery is the name of the group. Um, and I'd love to learn more about this record. Uncomped, Just r- uncomped, and ripping, man. Let's Are you sure it's uncomped? And you sure it's unknown? Google it. Okay, and that's how you find, how do you find out? Well, you Google it, and if it doesn't come up, then it's not been comped. So Google is the answer. Yeah, Google is the what answer. What about Yahoo? But, you know, it, it's an, Google is an answer. Love is the answer. Yahoo is fine. I use Google myself. No disrespect to the uh, the Yahoo's or the Yahoo's or the of the world. And before that, we heard the heart of a generation from Quebec. Yeah, La Cour d'une Génération. This is a, a record, uh, Pierrot Les Cheveux, and oh my gosh, I love this tune so much. I sampled it back in the day. If you look, listen to some old Cipriano beats you may find on SoundCloud from time to time, you might recognize a little sitar lick there. I sampled that to great effect, in my humble opinion. And we began with Christine Chartrand, and I want to point out that the psych noise that people heard was real. Yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't spillover from outside of the control room here. Yeah, that was full on psychedelia, you know. It was oh, I love that track. Yeah, from Quebec. More Quebecois music. Quebec uh, for Canadians who don't know. Quebec was a great, great, and still is, obviously, an incredible source of incredible music. And so, you know, it was really happening in, in Montreal and Quebec City, all over Quebec in the 60s. Young kids were cutting crazy psychedelic records. So, you know, dig, 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 dig out some of that. You know, there's a label. Get into the 70s or get into the more progressive rock era. Look for a label called Prague Quebec. They've been putting out CD reissues on, and of all these great uh, Quebecois music from the 70s. It's well worth exploring, even if you don't speak French, you know. You also have an acetate from Riverview? Yeah, I do. Um, I found these records at a thrift store, and, and they were, um, they were ac- it was an acetate, but it had a Riverview stamp. So hospitals in the 60s and 70s often had, you know, for th- music therapy and, and rehab, they would have music libraries at hospitals and Riverview Hospital. Um, you know the great powers of music and how it can affect people in a positive way, even people that are having you know difficult times in their lives or have disabilities um, or have impairments in different ways. So Riverview had a music library, so I guess over the years, records became obsolete. They threw them out, and some of them ended up at a thrift store, and I found some, and I couldn't resist. You know, I had to pick them up. What did they sound like? Uh, this was just some like pop and country music, I think, that it, was, it wasn't anything special. I was more into it because of the sticker on it, to be honest. What bands was your dad in in Montreal in the 1960s? My dad was in a group called The Mass, and uh, they had a business card. They didn't have any recordings to speak of, but they would play at local high school dances in in the 60s in Montreal. My dad also went to school with some musicians who did actually make it, or they pursued their music more. He went to school with Brian Edwards and Rayburn Blake, later of Mash McCann and Riverson. 
Big heroes of mine. Did he know Les Lutens or Caesar and Romans my, or The Haunted? Yeah, no. my, yeah, my dad had The Haunted 45. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's from Montreal. He's from Laval. Was it so. called The Haunted? No, it's not that ultra did rare you get it from collectible. Him? Um, or did he sell it like he sold at other record? No, he had a big garage sale at one point. I think it, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have that one. And I wish I. I wish I did. That would be so do you rad. Have any of your dad's records? I do, and I, and I have the wall unit that uh, he housed his record collection. In no pun intended, my last name is House, but um, yeah, no, I have I have I have some of his records still, and some of my mom's as well. My mom passed away in '99 from breast cancer, and. Uh, and both of the, they turned me on to music. You know, this record collection that they had growing up, Beatles records, Stones records, Muddy Waters, so Sly and the Family Stone to ABBA, Nana Scurry, all the hits. So, you know, big big ups to my parents for turning me on back in the day to music and the power of music. Did he say anything about Les Lutins or Caesar and Romans or The Haunted? The uh, Haunted? No, I see The Haunted. They were top 40 groups in Montreal at the time. They were Those were big, big rockers. And I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised to hear my dad if he went to see... The Haunted, but, uh, you know, he he ended up going to university as an engineer, and he was pretty busy with that. I think the music was more of, like, playing music. Well, he still plays guitar and, you know, with his buddy Chris Wood out in Brampton, Ontario. They're still active, having fun with it, but never took it much more seriously than that. I think he really focused on his studies, you know. For Rodriguez, you helped with the compilation for Light in the Attic. Rodriguez was in a demolition business in Detroit? Yeah, he was active, yeah, doing manual labor in Detroit. Yeah, that's how he helped to pay the bills at, at one point in his life because his music career uh, didn't end up making him any money in those days, and I hope he's making a little bit now. Did he ever talk about that? Uh, not too much. He's a very cryptic and private fellow, so, you know, what happened when I went down to Detroit was we sat around... Uh, uh, the kitchen table at his daughter Reagan's place, and uh, he was rolling these these little bullet-sized um, smokes, and 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 we were passing these smokes back and forth, and they actually look like bullets. You know what I would imagine? I've never fired a gun. I'm I am anti-gun. I don't believe in violence. I'm a pacifist. But he was he rolled these things that look like bullets, and and we were smoking them and handing them back and forth to each other. I have the I have the tapes of that, and we talked for a good two three hours. So, but he didn't get into into that too much. So I'd ask him a question, like you've been asking me questions. He'd be like, Kevin, you know. You and know. thank you again for coming yeah. down to <laughs> Nardwar, to Human Survival. You'll ask me a question, who's General Public? And I'll say, General Public was a group from England. So I'd ask Rodriguez, were you working in construction in the 1970s? And he'd start talking about the sky and the moon. You know, he was, he's a very abstract cat. He's serious, man. And he's he's private and he's spiritual and he's a great fellow, but he but he does, he answers in riddles, so you're Should not really getting the ever answer. Should the truth ever get in a rid, in a way of a good story? I think I asked well, this does before. It, does it have like, to? Like, did the guys from South Africa discover him? He wasn't really to be discovered, was he? No, well, his music his music resonated with a lot of people down there, and even like I I thought, are you kidding me? This story is too fantastical. It does it doesn't even make sense that it's possible. But then I've asked over the years, and even recently, I was at an event that Malcolm Biddle from Data Plan was involved at. Big shout out to Malcolm. It was just his birthday the other night, maybe even last night. I can't remember if it was last night. It was a very good party because I can't remember when it was. But um, it was at this event, and, and there was an, an older gentleman there from South Africa. And every time I meet an older gentleman or, or, or a woman from South Africa, I ask about Rodriguez and thinking that I will find, I'll be like, no, I've never heard of him. And he knew about Rodriguez and he listened to his records back in the day. And, and, and that story is for real. So he was embraced by a large uh, chunk of the- Die Antwood's parents? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I wouldn't 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised. And you know Hank the Hobo as well. Yeah, I know. I know of Hank the Hobo. He was. Uh, it, you see his records at the thrift stores all the time. Yeah, and and I like the aesthetic. You know. Of, of this uh, hobo comedian. I like a, a comedian, Saul, from Quebec. I used to watch his, his shows uh, growing up. What's that record store in Blood Alley? A Bill Reiter has something to do with it? Well, in... Oh, that, that is crazy. Yeah, no, I think Bill Reiter... It's on YouTube. Yeah, wow. Bill Reiter had posted this video shot in Gastown in the 1970s, and there was a record store in this video, and, and, and it was before, far before my time. I didn't even know there were record stores like that in Gastown, apart from Scratch Records. But I think this is in the 60s when they would have sold the records that I'm trying to find today, all these 60s and 70s garage and psych and soul records, you know? So it's just, you know, man... It's hard to believe, but yes, there were tons of record stores in Vancouver back in the day. In Blood Alley. Do you ever go to old locations and dream? Yeah, well, uh, and pray, maybe. Yeah, pray to the record gods, you know, please help me. No, I go to usually nightclubs and bars and uh, restaurants mostly. Record stores are cool, but um, I say mostly I'm on YouTube these days, to be honest. And villains. The Villains, The Villains record. Do you know The Villains record at all? The ska band? Uh, I, I do, but I never really liked it. But no, the first record, their first record, because they had two records. Yeah. Go Crazy. Yeah. And before that, Life of Crime. Yes. The Life of Crime EP, that was sort of like hard to get. Now it's not as hard to get. Is there a record you've seen from the past that's now easier to get? And what did you think of the villains? Honestly, like villains didn't really do it for me. I was listening to the specials and the English beat, so like um, they just didn't have the songwriting talent of someone, let's say, like Dave Wakeling or Jerry Dammers from the ah, specials. Ah, young Maud's forgotten story. Yeah, the impressions, Curtis Mayfield. There is none finer. But they were our version of. Well, there, there were, and that's the same with the garage. It's all taste, you know. It's subjective. It's like whatever you dig. Uh, to me, I'd like to revisit it now. Sometimes when you go back to things later, tastes change, tastes evolve. So uh, it's no disrespect to the villains. It's just I'm more into Doug and the Slugs. You also are into the Kingsway Music Library. Yeah, I am. Big shout out to Frank Dukes out in Toronto. And, and while we're shouting out Toronto, I can't miss the opportunity to shout out Cratery. And lastly here, you saw a Beatles tribute? Yeah, I did. Not too long ago. Yeah, the Fab Foursome. I want to give a big shout out to Blake, who's actually a part of the ensemble. He's maybe call him the fifth Beatle. He's not actually on stage in outfit, but he's on the side of the stage playing piano and playing tambourine. And big shout out to Nancy Lanthier at the Vancouver Sun who took me out to that show. And oh, we had a blast uh, just dancing away in the aisles and, and watching the Fab Foursome. It's just like going to see the Beatles. You know, I was like, we're seeing the Beatles. We're, we're, we're dancing to the Beatles. I'm in a harsh, 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 obsessive Beatles state right now. I've been reading a book by Derek Taylor called It Happened 20 Years Ago Today about Sgt. Peppers. I played a mono reissue of Sgt. Peppers at my general public night at 10.30. I just dropped the whole album. It's like, stop spinning records back to back. Let's just listen to Sgt. Peppers. You know, life is turning a little lyrgic right now. I'm How going do to they the... stack up? Oh, incredible. Incredible. The mono 2014 reissue is... No, I meant the tribute band. Oh, they stack up? Yeah. They're, they're great. Yeah. They, they, they dress up. I think they, I don't know, it's Fab for Fab Forever. For some, I'm losing my mind, but no, it's so, they have a website. Anyways. Or go to Sam and Gang Instagram, Sam and Gang Instagram. I, put, I blasted it with Beatles Or your stuff. website. Yeah, Voluntary in Nature, yeah. Cipriano, lastly here, we're going to play a chunk of tunes. We may not get to them all, but Decaf Sedation. And there's Emily Carr, Connection.
Yeah, there is. Decaf is a really good friend of mine. He goes by the name of Wizardry AV. He's part of the Transmolecular crew. You know, he's a brother to me. Big shout out to Decaf. And his father is Gary Lee Nova, who's a very well-respected pop artist from Vancouver in the 60s who taught at Emily Carr for years. And before that, we're going to hear some Earth and Roots and Water Tribulations. Yes, this was a part of the Jamaica to Toronto series. And big shout out to Jerry Brown and the Earth, Roots and Water Band. That was the house band. And we had Adrian Miller singing the lead vocal on a song called Tribulations. And then your best friend, the Mighty Pope. Yeah, I got a great call this morning from, from my friend Earl. Or that's Earl with an E at the end of it. He's also known as the Mighty Pope. So I want to give my biggest love to Earl and Linda out in Toronto. And he goes back to the 60s. Yeah, he, he came to, to Canada in the late 60s from Jamaica and tore up the Young Street Strip. He recorded with Frank Motley, the Hitchhikers. He had a solo record on RCA Records. I think he's the first black Canadian artist to put out a solo record on a major label. Um, the Mighty Pope is the sole disco legend from Canada. He's still in great voice. He's coming to Vancouver in July, and we'll be doing some new recording with him. And Drama. Yeah, drama. Big shout out to Catalyst for hipping me to this record. It's we want to keep this one a little bit on the low, but it's a it's a group called Drama, and you'll you hear what it sounds like. It's coming up right next. Is all this Canadian? Yeah, all Canadian music. Yeah, drama, the Mighty Pope, Earth, Roots and Water, and Decaf, and anything you'd like to tell the people out there, Cipriano. Why should people care about Cipriano? Well, because I'm a nice guy, come and say hi to me if you see me around town, you see me at the club, you see me at the bar, I'll say hi back and maybe we can be friends. I'd really like that. And thank you so much for coming all the way out to CITR, bringing all these records as well to spin, like from your personal collection. Yeah, like, uh, and I want to thank my team that helped me bring out the 24 boxes of records that I brought tonight. And, uh, well, maybe way down the line. No, it really is vinyl. Yeah, it really yeah, is vinyl. Yeah, I really brought 24 b- large boxes. You boxes of records to CITR and we'll have to bring them back to my house and unload them so thanks for that Nardwar and maybe one day uh, next time say don't bring all your records why don't you just say bring 10 records Kev okay drama with loneliness on the Nardwar the human serviette radio show and do 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 do